0: Hello there, and thanks for joining us here on the Lion's Guide community, where we empower you with the resources you need to reach heightened levels of success in your performance, business, and in leadership. Here on the show, we explore the story of our stories of our guests and the lessons they've learned. We also interview various subject matter experts and review books and other resources, all designed to help you establish clarity, have courage, and lead the way. I'm your host, Dale Wallace, and I'm the founder of Lion's Guide. And On this episode, uh, we have a replay of last month's Lion's Den episode with myself and Lion's Den leadership coach and director Keith Flip. Griffin. Uh, the Lions End is part of our Flip Side of Leadership series that we stream each Thursday on the various social media platforms that uh, stream out there to you lion- guys in the Lions Guide community. Um, and in these episodes, Flip and I have a raw debate about leadership topics relevant in today's world. The discussion brings out the authentic feelings and thoughts on subjects that might be too taboo for leaders to talk about in the open or in the office. Uh, you never know what you're going you're gonna to get. So uh, we get into a bunch of things in these episodes. They're a lot of fun. Um, they got a ton of value. We dive into like various issues, challenges, articles, past experiences, and things like that, uh, in leadership. And I love doing them and they're a ton of fun. In fact, this one, I I even got corrected in the area I could be doing better in leadership with. So, uh, I love these episodes with flip. So, uh, I think you're going to love it too. So if you like the sound of that, before we get started, hit that subscribe button now, so you don't miss any of our other great guests and content. And as well, we'll let you know, we've got a lot of exciting stuff and releasing releases coming out of Alliance Guide that you don't wanna miss out on. For example, we're really close to wrapping up development on our long awaited course for everyday leaders. We will be releasing it in mid November, but before we transition into final production, I wanna make sure that our outline topics and content meet the needs of you, the everyday leader. So I'm wondering if you can help us out. Uh, We've put together a quick survey to rate yourself in various leadership areas and answer a few questions, which is out there on lionsguide.com. You know, the Lions Guide Everyday Leader Survey lets you rate yourself in the areas of communication, change, mentorship, culture, decision-making, and also self-reflection. So have you mastered everyday leadership? Well, let's see where you stand. And in doing so, help us put together our next great course, to help you improve in this area so find our everyday leadership survey out there on lionsguide.com looking forward to your support on that one and with all that said let's start the show
1: Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday, the 14th of July to everybody. And welcome to the Flipside Leadership live streamcast. As always, the second week we get our special guests at the Lion's Den, the founder, the man, the myth, the legend, Dale Walls. There he is. How you doing, my friend? Good, man. How you doing? Very, very, very well. Doing good. you have got a little weekend coming up here that I'm planning for, so it's good. But I wanted to make sure that we get this involved, this special. As I as I would say, addition of the uh, the lions den, as I get to go after you with some things. So I, I always love this week because like well, it's
0: a. What's funny, like when when you were first pitching this whole thing, like this is what you were after, which was like, you know what? Every week we need to get on and and duke it out on leadership topics, and, you know, make the fur fly. <laughs> That's right.
1: That's right. It's it's exactly what it was. But I think it's good. I think it's it's good to hear opposing views, and I think. One of the themes that I want people to always remember whether you're going to watch this live or whether you're going to watch it uh, later on is that the Lions then really is about uh, a fundamental belief that Dale and I have that we take heart at Lions Guide for doing, uh, which is that conflict and being able to have an opposing view about something uh, is part of leadership. And you should not surround yourself if you are surrounded yourself with people who are telling you yes all the time. Uh, you're wrong, and something's wrong in your leadership process because that's not that's not what it should be. It should be that you get opposing views, that you are allowing people to hear their voices about something, about their belief on something, and if it's different, as a leader, you probably need to take that into account. And so the Lions then is is suited for that, right? We think different things sometimes about stuff. We hear each other's views on it, and and then you move. And honestly. Every single time I talk well, to I, you, my friend, we 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 learn something.
0: Yeah. Yep. And I think like the important part about it that is, in fact, I got another resource I want to talk to you offline that sure. that is in this area that I want to get you to get on to flip flip side. Um well look, there's different leadership styles. And I want to level up the word you're using in view and and say it's about perspective, right? There is perspectives we're all looking at the same things and there's just different perspectives so and and the reason i like kind of like like with the view the word view is because today like that that term has been used in all this ideology and tribal crap that's sure that's, that's thing so so when it comes to leadership and even in your team or whatever i think it's just important to know that you should seek clarity of other people's perspectives like how are you seeing this right right um it's not necessarily a position right how what's your position you're taking on this and, th- and there's a little bit of that but but it's more not necessarily what their position is but why you know what are they seeing like what's the perspective that you know, because that's where I'm at with this is like, I don't, I, it, you know, I talk about this all the time. This, there's a reason this isn't dalewalls.com and the Dale Walls show and whatever is because I know what I know and I know what I've seen and I know what I've experienced and learned. And I know that is minuscule compared to all the other pe- perspective knowledge and whatever. So, and that's what I love about this, especially with you like chopping it up. Cause you're obviously well experienced and educated and trained in leadership but you'll, you'll have different perspectives than I do, you know, just Absolutely. from those things. You know, and yeah. that's, that's the point is like, um, you know, even for you guys out there that are leading teams, like how important it is to go, this is how, you know, this is what I'm thinking. How do you see it? Right? Like what, what am I missing? Like, those are just really powerful, engaging empowerment conversations to have with your team. And I'm, I'm not saying to give them the vote or to say inquire, like you know have curiosity about how they see it you know with yeah. their thoughts and take it you know so anyways
1: yeah i i i was i, I wake up i've been waking up earlier and earlier oddly enough uh for good reasons to so try to add some clarity and some and some uh to my day and, and trying to find some time for myself before the ruckus starts and you know this morning i was thinking about like What is the, you know, we always say the leadership toolbox, right? But, and I always try to come up with something. And I I had done my honesty, consistency, transparency kind of made, you know, I I kind of formed that over time. And I started another one today about crayons and how, you know, we all start off with, you know, our Roy G. Biv colors and they're big, right? And we we don't hold them correctly and we color outside the lines. and, And that's a lot like your leadership starts, right? They're, it's very simplistic right? And, and even, even so, you, you may even start before that with a black crayon and a white crayon and just figure that out of saying, it's got to be like this. And I think what you're trying to get to is you're trying to get to the box of 64 that they're very honed, very, you know, they're smaller, they're detailed crayons that you want to be able to do with its own, and this I think is important with this, with its own <laughs> sharpener on the box, right? You want your own sharpener to be able to take a very different shade of something and change that color because it's like everything else. And I think that's what intrigues, I know it intrigues me. I'm pretty sure it intrigues you about leadership too, is, is that, man, for as many different people there are in the world, there's as many different leadership styles as you can have. And when you put all them together, now you have to do something different. And so that's partly what the lion's den is all about. It's about being able to see a different perspective or the flip side of something, which is what we talk about. And, and I think you and I would both agree, one of the hardest things to see is yourself, right? You can see other people's, you can be empathetic to, to their needs and, and what they've gone through, but. You know, some things you're just not going to experience, so you have to be able to to look at that and, and kind of go through that. And so, well, let's get into it. If you're ready to battle, let's do this. Uh, I will I will parlay, sir, to you first. So you please go first today. Uh, I'm ready for your actions. <laughs> and just like everybody know, we've only talked about these probably what for five actually today was like about five minutes beforehand. So uh, not a lot of. time. it's almost like about.
0: it's almost like we're lining up in the field of a civil war battle. and we don't know what's coming, but then we we arrive at the field That's and right. then we see, like, oh, crap, man, they brought they brought some. It brought some firepower. what did he bring today? today? What did he bring <laughs> and then then we then we get on here and figure it out. so uh, hey, oh, morning yeah. to you guys checking in uh, who are following the live stream. Good morning morning and glad to have you here um so yeah let, let, so starting starting at the top, you know I just wanted to kind of pick your brain on you know an issue that we see and it's all it's it's a difficult conversation kind of issue, right which is you know how does a leader help a failing peer? client or even a subordinate who is uh who's a va- otherwise valuable contributor, right? I'm not talking about a bad hire or anything like that. I'm talking about you got a valuable contributor to the mission who's now falling behind or starting to lose their way. And 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 I, I carve that up a little bit because like f- from a leadership role, if it's a peer, you know, it's just someone that's a fellow leader like you. Maybe it's your a business owner and you got a friend that's also a business owner. That's a peer. Um it might be a client that there's a dichotomy of a relationship there that you know because oftentimes I know in the service industry where I come from we we have a dependency on clients to do their part to properly feed the systems and things like that right um, you know and as well as obviously subordinates who we have a direct you know uh, leadership role with uh, so I was just kind of throwing that out there you know see, so we see one of these these uh, personas. Uh, falling behind or losing their way, like what's some what's some ways to kind of start approaching that, dealing with it. What do you what's your thoughts there? It's
1: simple to me. It's two steps, right? So you have to, in the very beginning, in my eyes, um, you have to identify what the problem is, right? And you need to identify that of what what it is. What is the problem? Whether it's a deficiency at work and it's professionally related whether things have changed and that person hasn't adapted or didn't give inputs to it, right? You have to look at the problem as a whole from that side first and identify what it is, right? You're I, saying
0: what is the problem? Are we talking about seeking to understand what their problem is or the impact?
1: So so it's both. It's identifying the personal. So I'm, I'm talking professional first, right? Identify what's the real problem. What's the impact about it? Make sure that when you go to bat, you have all your ducks in a row, right? Because these could be really difficult conversations to have. And, and this isn't about, you know, background checking. You know, it's not, it, this isn't deep. If you've got, or again, we're talking about good employees that, or whatever. Here's the, the other side. And militarily, we would call it intrusive leadership. We'd pull them in and go, what's going on, right? What, what's happening, right? right? It's that simple, right? Because we could, we could have impact on their personal lives somewhat if, if we needed to, right? And so, uh, but when you look at that leads to the next part, if they're willing to open up and say, hey, look, I've got these things going on. I can't deal with them. I'm going through a divorce, my kids, whatever. I mean, people are human beings. And sometimes sometimes people are really good at compartmentalizing what they have going on. Some people are really good at handling fires, right? And some people are not. And some people just because they haven't had the opportunity uh, good or bad to get those to, to let those things happen to them they haven't had that adversity to do. so you identifying those and if you have a good trust factor again which again we're talking about in my eyes, a leadership and a team that trusts each other that they understand that it, it I hate I, I don't like saying culture and family but when you feel like you can trust everybody and that you could they can trust you as a leader, right? It may be just that they don't want to show you that they're weak because of whatever, right? And that's that's not good either, right? You want to be able to say, hey, if you got a problem, hey, let's bring it, let's work it out, that's whatever that is.
0: We got to come back to that.
1: Yeah. I totally get it. But because there's a lot of perceptions either way about what that means to be able to identify a problem. But I think it's it's vitally important. I would tell you right now, in my eyes, if an employee or even me, if I tell you, hey, I've got... And I've done this for you a hundred times, right? I've said, hey, I may not get to this because of X, Y, and Z, because of X, Y, and Z, right? And I'll tell that up front and say, this is what we're what we're doing, right? What we're what we're able to do for that kind of piece of it all. So I say that because when we're identifying that problem and you have the culture that you have that acceptance and everything else that's true, then the next step is, is to, as the leader, is just set the plan and the expectation, right? And look. Your expectation may be you're a great employee. Take the time. We are gonna share the workload, right? And and or with, you know, we're gonna divvy it out with other team members because our culture allows that to us. And we're gonna pick you up. And then when you're when you're good to go again, bam, we've got your back and, and we're going to do that. Right. So your expectation for them doesn't need to stay the same. It could be less if you need it to be, right? Because you know if they've been a good employee, again, we're going with the premises this is a great employee it doesn't happen all the time, right? This is something then you, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna make exceptions for those employees because you want them to be there. And I think your culture also needs to, needs to accept the, the uh, exception, right? If you, and I know that sounds kind of weird, but everybody else needs to go. Absolutely. Right. Like great worker, you know, got it. We're good. We're good to go with that. So I think it, but set the plan. That's the other part, right? Mm-hmm. Whether that's, Hey, giving this person time to work it out on their own. Hey, you got this. No problem. You know, we're our own people. You know, we get it how people kind of feel sometimes. If you need some time to work it out on your own and you think you can compartmentalize it. Great. That's a that's a great way too to allow someone to do stuff, but be prepared. This is the key. Be prepared for your follow-up. Of a designated time frame. Let's say it's just thirty days, just to make believe for this scenario. Hey, thirty days. I'll come back. Let's have another meeting and see if everything's okay. It's good to go. If you got it worked out, good. Then you should be back to being the form you're at. If you're not, talk to us. If we need to change loads or whatever, because people don't. People are scared. Right? Well, are you going to reduce my salary? Are you going to take my job and give it to someone else? All those things and fears. The more you talk about them and the more you get them off the table and say, that's not our intention at all. Our intention is 100% to keep you and look, everybody else can, but that's a cult. That's When I do that with one person, I'm doing it with all the people, right? So when I talk to that one person, everybody else knows he would do the same thing for me or they would do the same thing for me if we were in that position. And I think that's what brings comfort to your group and allows them to say, I feel, I feel good then that, that if I ever had a problem, I'm not, am I still going to work to my things? Yeah. Am I still going to meet my goals? Yeah. Am I still going to meet the team's goals? Yep. It's, it's not a, it's not a, and your culture will also dictate to say, nobody will walk in and go, well, that person's getting it. Why can't I? That's, you don't have that, like that culture shouldn't exist if you have that transparency and and consistency about how you, how you operate in, in places like that. So that's to me is the simplest way to do it. two things, identify it, Set the plan, set the expectations.
0: And a few things that I heard in there, um, I like the intrusive leadership thing. We'll have to find some data to kind of talk about that. But um, what you, you, you basically said lead, you know, but two major elements of being a leader is establishing the vision and establishing the plan, right? So you said, Hey, there's an issue to solve for. um, And to solve for it starts with establishing a vision you know as far as like once you seek to understand right it, So clearly clearly identifying what the issue is then establish a vision and a you know i wrote milestones even like you you said the 30 day mark like maybe there's it's not clarity point. that this goes away maybe it's just the beginning of maybe problems at home like you say and sometimes yeah. they start and they last two years um yeah so it, it might be over in 30 days who knows but but you um Identified the issue. Hey, what do you think we could do about it? What could we do? Here's the impact, and that's share and load or whatever. And then you establish a milestone of, hey, well, let's, here's our new game plan. Here's how we're adjusting. And we're going to, you know, have a rally point in 30 days to talk about where this is at and do the same thing. See clarity again on the status of the issue. Establish a new vision and blah 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 blah.
1: Cause yeah. it, here's the key, really. And and so I wanna add one that I I didn't call out as a as a step, but I wanna I wanna say it's probably a three step. So it's identifying the problem, whether it's professional or it's personal, set a plan and expectations. And my last one would be follow-up. What would I what I even even to bring them in and say, hey, how's that issue all good? Is everything everything going okay? that'll mean probably more to your people that you followed up and you cared about it than, than anything else. And and I I don't care how you do it. A running word. I had a good friend who used to have a running word document and he would put a line underneath each issue. And if it was resolved, he would highlight it. And, you know, he would highlight it in different colors. So it was resolved and he didn't need not to go back to it. And anytime he went back to his list, I mean he ended up with like 27 pages by the time he was done. We were working in a schoolhouse with a bunch of, you know, with a bunch of students that had, you know, they had just normal stuff. Like, Hey, my credit card was stolen. Got it. He just, you know, is it fixed? Yeah. And he would go back and say, pull that person back in. Hey, did you ever get the credit card fixed? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, just that's oh, the yeah. easiest way you can do it as a leader. And, and I loved Andy for that. He was, he was just, I had to take over for him and I was not that uh, prepared as he was. He was senior to me by a while and he was just, he was, I mean we made a joke anybody who me and another guy made a joke we said anybody that takes over Andy is gonna look like he's gonna look like a dirt, dirt bag right and I, <laughs> I was not in line nor was it was it probably it was not the, the history was not that my my current position was ever going to get his position and I did and then I was like oh, shit. and I learned a lot about it it was a it was a great struggling learning year I led but it was it was good. But I think if you just do those three things, you can, you can so run them back again so, because I'm going to write them down for. Yeah. So one is identify the problem, yep. right? Whether that's personally or professionally for that person, right. And how it's impacting the company, right. Or the, the workplace. Two is to set your plan and your expectations for them and talk to them about it. Right. Make sure that they, everybody understands it, right. Based off of everything that you've taken in. Yep. Right. And then lastly is follow up. Make sure you follow up, even if it's just a simple follow-up. It doesn't need to be a detailed one. Follow it up, right? And then if it happens again, then you reset the process and, and figure it all out. So,
0: yeah. makes cool. sense? Cool. Yeah, it's a good one. So here's one for you. Okay. Um, how do you keep the door open? And this is, you know, because this is a thing that I used to get, which was you hear about an issue – uh, you know, there's been some fallout from an issue and you go, why didn't you, te- why didn't you bring this to me or whatever? And it's uh, you're, you were too busy. You were, you're, you're always busy, right? Like how, how does a leader keep the door open? What's some, what's some, like, how do you keep an open door policy and it'd be a true open door policy? <laughs> because the intent is that it's used, right? right. If, if I open my door and I, I say, hey, the door's open. Come to me anytime. Come to like the door can be open all day. What's missing in the effect where they're still not coming through? And I know one of it, it, you know, I saw it come through on the on the chat here is like, you know, they got to feel comfortable, and they and and the leaders got to show empathy and all those things. But what what are your thoughts on how to make sure that? you know, that door's open and it's a, it's a resource. It's an asset for them. There's, there's intentions there to, you know, pluck the weeds before they overtake the garden, so to speak. Right. Like what, how do you, how do you. Open door policy is a verb. It's not a noun. Right. And
1: so, and so I'll, I'll give you a really great saying, which someone told me a long time ago, and I think it's absolutely applicable to anything. Uh, it's when the soles of your shoes wear out before the seat of your pants. And so to me, you have to be active in in seeking people and being where they are on the ground at their levels, right? Whether you're in a manufacturing plant and you're sitting up in your glass office and you're wearing your tie or whatever, get on the floor, put your hard hat on, get down there, right? If it's your if you're in the military, it's that you're not stuck in your office all day doing stuff, it's that you're taking the extra time to do things, it's that you're going and seeing your people. And, and engaging with them, I've, I've found some of the most most difficult challenges I ever faced because I was engaged on the ground, uh, on the ground floor, on the deck plates, as we used to say, than I ever did sitting in my office when people came to me with problems. Right? Mm-hmm. I was. Yeah. It was. What's going on? Hey, and you could just tell people want you. Listen, I truly believe when you look at it, people want leaders that will be engaging and will be helpful right if you're in that position the expectation is you are there to lead right take the president i expect a president to lead i expect a president to act a certain way that's what i expect him to do do i expect him to be walking into secretary of state's office or no that's completely different because we're talking about small business we're talking about you know manageable pieces right do i expect though a leader of a, of a maybe a um, a big company in America to make their rounds across their potential stores or districts? Absolutely. 1000%. I would expect a district manager to be in their stores, right? At least whatever that would pick your, pick your, whatever it is and be open. That's the other thing, right? It's the culture that you, that you exist. If you know that that's happening, you know that they care. And then the reciprocation is, is that they can go, well, he comes to see me. I'm going to come and see him when I have my problem. So it's not just saying I have an open door policy. It's not saying that I'm just sitting there and typing out an email saying, if anybody needs me, I'm in my office, right? Dude, there's absolutely going to be, t- I used to have to, this was good. I used to tell, we used to have an admin uh, officer to so shoot a civilian. And I said, hey, I'm going to need time with my door closed. And that was my time. If I had like administrative stuff I needed to work on, my door was closed and I needed to work on that. But if I didn't, it was an open door policy. And if I wasn't, we moved. One of the big things we had when I was at my squadron was we moved the admin group from, it's kind of weird how it worked. We had the executive officer and myself in one building with everybody. And then we had the CO, the XO, or the CO, and then everybody else of the officers kind of were all in another building. We ended up moving once we had some people back into that building. And one of our biggest concerns were we weren't going to be near the near the sailors anymore, right? Because we weren't going to be on the ground level. And it was tough, but we had to walk across to a different building and go and and be able to do that uh, to get it like that. And so it, it was it was tough sometimes to be able to do to do, but you had to be able to do that.
0: Yeah. No, I love it. I, and I think that's a great call out, even, you know, a reflection lesson learned for me. Right. Which was, you know, saying it's not enough. Right. Like putting the sign up open door policy is not enough. Um, certainly, I, you know, I wasn't solely locked down at my desk, but, it, you know, something else that we might cover in a bit. But it goes back to the importance of having the capacity to execute on. An open door policy, as you put it, right? The open door policy being a verb, not a noun, yep. um, meaning that you need to get out there and, you know, get out there and make that happen. Not, not, and, and it also speaks to being proactive versus reactive, right? Don't just say the door is open and then have to react to everything that comes in. Right. If you're out there proactively walking the floor, inquiring uh, intentionally, not just saying, not just walking the floor, and say, yeah, hey, I walk the floor every day. Yeah, but like you know to evaluate and things like that um it, it's, and, it's
1: getting it, out and you, you know look i think big companies sometimes use well let's let's get the photo up of the of the ceo talking to someone on the ground floor right it's it's more than that right if you oh, do yeah. that if that's a regular thing now granted i get it if you can't you know the ceo of chevy can't go to every single dealership in america i understand that i totally get that that we get to a point where you can't be but they can make an impact to people to make sure that their, their impact is, is that that's the expectation of their next regional managers. And, and those regional managers makes the expectation to the store managers to be able to do it. Whatever you're doing, right? It's it's that it you can do what your what your level allows you to do to have that open door policy. And the other thing to all of this, too is you need, we used to do this all the time. I know I felt very nervous when people came. And I, we even had, we even were told, and I'm sure you were too when you were a young Marine. Oh, well, we're getting the general here today. Nobody asked dumb questions, right? Or whatever. And and so what you've just done is you've just, his open door policy was just killed by a sergeant who just said that because now nobody wants to look like an idiot. And guess what? You might have an absolutely valid, you know, thing like so Mattis I'll bring I'll bring Mattis up and Mattis had skip echelon leadership which I'm a huge fan of which was you know he learned it from the British field marshal and it was look I don't there's a bunch of people I don't need I need to hear from the person on the ground in the tank what's going on period and they were like well wait a minute you need to it needs to go through the captain and then the major and then the. no it doesn't I need to hear from that person as to what he sees and what she sees on the ground because that's what's happening I think you get it entirely – Powell was great at it too. That's why they're too my favorite. Great at going and talking to people and hearing about that stuff.
0: And they're, they're, so, by the way, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but no, no, because, because all those links in the chain of communication are all filters of something. It's sort. exactly what it
1: is. Yeah. Right? I don't want to look bad if you say something or whatever. And look, a good leader also knows when to how to filter on their own – a complaint versus a bitch versus a problem. Right. And that's fine. People get to bitch. People get to complain that it's fine. It's not a huge deal. It, it's when you have a true problem and then you go, Hey, and when you, when you can, when you can take it and go, we've had these from the sailors, is there something wrong with it? I don't know, because this is the thing. And you're talking, you, you wanted to bring it back up. It's a great time. You're gonna have issues that people we, we used to talk about all the time. Fix the problem at the lowest level. There are things that are gonna raise to the high levels that need to be raised to the high levels because it's that way. I mean, it's just it it was it was that enough that we did. But we also praise people for fixing a problem and changing something and finding a solution because it's gonna end up saving the company money or because it's gonna not give us a black eye. So you cannot be the type of leader that. Right. So it's an so I use this all the time. It's one of my it's one of the core principles for my L4 series is underreacting. Right. And when you hear those problems, you hear those issues, you gotta underreact to them. Yeah. Take them seriously and underreact. Because if you don't, again, it goes back to what we just talked about. If you don't follow up, hey, but right, maybe it's an email, maybe you've gone back to the headquarters, you know, you remember that Joe Schmeigel. You know, told you about a problem. You talk to the supervisor, whatever, and then you give them something that really means something to them, saying, "Hey, I fixed it," and that's not hard to do. Or, "Hey, I talked to your supervisor directly." Blah 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 blah. We're going to fix that problem, and no repercussions anywhere, right? We just fixed a problem for the company, we made the company better. That to me is act. That's an active open door policy that that works, right? And, and I think that's, I think that's that's the only way to have it. Period.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Good stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you've kind of touched on a few of mine, but let me give you a couple. So I'm going So for all our viewers, if you didn't know, every day, Dale does his daily his daily downloads, his daily affirmations that he has. And he, he finds and he has a, has a growing list of uh, great quotes, sayings, uh, mementos that he's kind of taken. And if you aren't linked to him, he puts one up every single day. Um, as we've talked about conflicts, sometimes we want to make sure, uh, that he's uh, in the right mindset here, because sometimes I, I don't know, I don't always repost it cause I don't always agree with him. So we're going to, we're going to throw a couple at him that, um, may need some clarification, I think, cause I don't fully agree. So I'm going to do two in one here, two in one, cause it's a good topic. So you posted, and this has been in the past, probably a couple three weeks at least. So I'm going to read the two of them, and then we'll we'll talk about them. You said, make yourself a priority once in a while. That's the part I have a problem with, uh, because it's not selfish, it's necessary. I agree. I don't agree with once in a while, so we'll come back to it. Two, never get so busy while making a living that you forget to make a life. So I put those two together because I think they – they obviously go hand in hand with each other. Um, so let's talk about the first one first, which is once in a while, uh, make yourself a priority. Explain that one to me, why it was only once in a while, because I don't agree it's only once in a while.
0: Well, do you say that Do you say that statement or something similar without that? Do you Absolutely. say, make yourself the priority? Period. Think so? Yes, I do.
1: I do. And here's my reasoning for it. Um, So the priority is you're always if 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 I'm you cannot function at a high level. Time out! Time
0: out! Time out! out, out. All right. Did you want my perspective on it, or you just wanted to get get geared up? up. Well, you asked me a question. question. (laughs) You asked me a question. Go ahead. I just yeah. Why is why is it only once in a while? Well, listen. Um, it's not about mints and words, but um, (laughs) which 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 is a little bit of mints and words here. I'm totally trying to um. So read it to me again. Make yourself a priority. Make
1: yourself a priority once in a while.
0: It's not selfish, it's necessary. It's it's a make yourself a priority once in a while, right? Because here's here's what I'm speaking to. People I've, I've talked to many clients, I've got many friends that are in businesses that make this happen. They put the business ahead of everything. Everything. But there's going to be times, and, and this to go back that people who have been following and listening have heard me say before, which is it's not about work-life balance. It's about work-life harmony. And sometimes there's things that are going to be priority. You know, so work is going to be at times a priority over self. You know, Marine Corps primary leadership objective, mission accomplishment, secondary leadership objective, troop welfare, right? Um the current mission at hand is the priority, and there may well be times where you are the priority, like resolving an issue you're having, some personal issue, whatever. And there's times where whatever issues you may have going on personally may pale in the requirement to solve for at the office or in your team or whatever. So, you know, it's not necessarily about, you know, a once in a while thing. Um, that's not the emphasis of of the. The, the the point i'm trying to make there which is it pick your head up and take care of yourself it, like you know the whole lion's guide brand is founded off holistically making sure you take care of yourself as a high performer right um but at the same time you know you're going to have to sacrifice your workout one morning because all hell's breaking loose on a project that's unexpected or the deliverable just demands it and those are the days where you're going to say hey man I've been running five out of seven days a week. I can miss tomorrow because this is the priority. And there's going to be times where you personally are suffering because you've been given seven days a week to the office and not taking care of yourself, which now has made yourself priority. So the the once in a while thing don't get don't get tripped up. It's a it's about a harmony. You know, it's sometimes you're going to need to make yourself a priority. Um, however, to give you what you're trying to angle towards is. My recommendation would be you are a system as well. Just like your business is a system and you've got standard operations, like you need to have your standard operations for yourself so that there is ongoing maintenance, so to speak, to take care of yourself. To your point, which I think you're going to say is you need to be a priority all the time. Yes, you are the root operating system. You can't not take care of yourself and have the other things ride your shoulders and be successful. You do need to make yourself a priority all the time. All the time. I'm with you. I know. But I know you've got to. uh, So it's a reminder to those who are just heads down on work. and Right. It's the thing I say, right? Don't be surprised when your spouse is leaving you when you're working eighty hours a week and not giving any attention to the family.
1: Yeah, um, I, I think if you looked at the most successful people, they'll you'd see that they're working, they're, they're they they have worked their asses off their entire life at the sacrifice. They also have, they're also been divorced a few times. They've been right. Like if you look at the
0: best, like and this is and odd I think, oh, too. That's just poor prioritization. There's like, you know, because we talk now. So think know. about
1: this though, take it in sports. I used to have the conflict all the time, who's better LeBron James or Michael Jordan, right? And obviously I grew up in the Jordan era, so Jordans, right? You look at James and you look at though, and, and I've been more I've been more interested in about it lately because I've been looking at leadership in sports and you look at how, like if you re- read Relentless, it talks about the book, you talk about how people so if you take a Michael Jordan, if you take a Kobe Bryant, if you take, in my eyes, a Tiger Woods, in my, uh, Michael Schumacher, I just watched his documentary yesterday. It was one release, which is, if people don't know about Michael Schumacher, you probably heard about him back in the day for Formula One. But if you really look at it, all those people were so dedicated. And besides Schumacher, everybody else had a hiccup, right? And I looked at, when I took a, this leadership course before, um, we were talking about maverick leaders. Some of our best military leaders that we've ever had. They weren't these perfect like examples of of other things, right? they They had like Mattis made a couple bumbles where it would be you know, he you know, because he used to talk he used to talk crap that he shouldn't have, and he said some stuff that he shouldn't have, right? You looked at MacArthur and what excuse me what MacArthur did. you looked at Patton and how Patton was. But they were they were these literally probably greatest leaders we've ever had in our military, hands down. Without there, there's no 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 expectation for that. When you look at these superstars and you say to them, and when they're really at the top echelon, right? And going, dude, that is the best person you could you've that have ever played the game. Even Brady and his just how he's been. I didn't want to leave him out because we we did him. You saw these like internal conflicts, you saw these pieces of the puzzle, and let's take man in the arena, and, and I know we want to go back to it. Brady said the best time he ever had in his life was when he took off for four weeks when he was suspended for
0: what had happened. Gronk said the same thing when he yeah, got suspended. Yeah, it
1: was the greatest thing he's ever done was in his whole 22-year career. And I think that goes back to this whole, what's the priority? There's a definite sacrifice to be that Priorities that level, are going
0: to ebb and flow, though.
1: Absolutely, which so this leads to your second one, and I think I think oh, hold on, are we done with this one? Well, yes, be, I I agree with you. You can take out the thing once in a while, and you can mean personally. Because here's the other part. No, you're right. It's, we're not done. Here's the reason why. I'm under the Scott Kelly twin in space for a year type thing. Read his book Endurance, and he was like, "Look." 80% is going to get you what you need all the time. 20% is going to be in reserve. I think what you're alluding to and what your harmony is is saying, look, you're going to give perceived and edge 100%. People are going to go, dude, that dude's given it all. But the truth of the matter is internally, the potential is, is that, great, I have some reserve time because when those batteries get low and you don't get a morning workout, or when your change, your routine changes, and you dip into your 20% that you've been working on because you did keep yourself, call it mindfulness, call it whatever you want to call it, physical, all the things that you need to work on. That I think is where you dip into the 20% and say, okay, I need to, I need to dip into the batteries here because we've got X, Y, and Z. But all the time, I'm using, I'm, I'm a priority to make sure, because I've seen the watering can, and I think you have too, where there's a hose in a watering can, right? And the watering can is then, you know, is, is watering all these flowers. I think that's the way it is, If that watering, you're the, as a leader, you're the watering can, right? And if it, if you don't fill it
0: with what you need to, you cannot give it to other people. It just does yeah. not work. You can't, you can't pour from an empty cup. Correct, yeah, we've heard that same thing, right? Hey, guys, Dale here, and I wanted to take a quick break to invite you to join the launch of the Lions Guide community called The Pride. You see, whether it was at work dealing with the demands of the day or maintaining the demands of my life at home, I always seemed to feel like my struggles were unique, like somehow I was the only one struggling to find joy amidst all the weight that I felt I was carrying each day. And, you know, what I've come to realize is that we all have our struggles that we're up against, and it's pretty demanding. The only way to rise to those demands is to decide and make the change to adopt a growth mindset, to be what I call a high performer. And that's why I started Lions Guide. I want to help you break through to the next level of you and your ability to not only meet but exceed those demands on you and in doing so find your joy again. If you're a growth-minded individual ready to make a change, then I'm here for you. And this is how you get started. I invite you to visit lionsguide.com and sign up to join the Pride. The Pride is the Lions Guide community for growth-minded members like you. Once signed up, you'll get special access to all the free content and resources I'm putting out there. You'll also be invited to join my live online events where I host sessions on personal growth and high performance. You'll also be able to engage with other growth-minded members on our private online group. Also, if you enjoying the podcast as a member, you'll get access not only to all the podcasts but also the podcasts that have been yet to be released. So, get access to all this and more. So, break out of that rut, break into your next level, and join me on LionsGuide.com and let's grow together. Go to LionsGuide.com and become a member of the Pride today. Now, back to the show. So, I, I yeah. So, like I said, this that was really a message to those who are left themselves behind. Um, and because I, I, man, I see that far too often. And and at the same time, I'll give credit to a client who I've been working with over the last uh, few months who you, you would think was of the mindset that, well, something's got to give and, and I can't work on me and work on the family and meet the demands of the business. And I tell you by the fourth, fifth week, completely different individual with relations too, because all that comes down to leading it comes down to properly prioritizing and attending to all things right you just can't ignore key pillars of your life you know yourself included because here's the ignored.
1: we i i have a client as well who would dude, do anything for anyone in the company to the detriment of themselves and that's what like you can't you have to be you have to get to a point where like okay where's your where's your where's your line that you're going to be able to do because if you got to remember it's not just one it's you got everybody else to be able to do something with and if you're not there you know i mean they were adam i had a at a 3 a.m conversation one time you know up up late and i'll i'll bleed for it okay dude hold on you need to be the best you can be in order to give the best for everybody else. That's the I'll only do. way it works. And you can drain the batteries and you can compensate a little bit, but at some point you got to pick it back up because what ends up happening is, is all those extra things, whether it's spiritual, whether it's educational, financial. Hey, real
0: quick. You said, uh, sometime you got to pick it back up. Does that mean like every once in a while?
1: Recharge your battery.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no,
1: no. But that's, but it's not for you. You're yeah, still yeah. a priority. I, I was, yeah, I, was, I know uh, what you're doing. I see. <laughs> you, oh, so let me ask this. Every once in a while, you guys. Tomorrow, to listen. Day. Could you post this tomorrow? Make hey. yourself. Make yourself a priority. It's not selfish. It's necessity. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, take the once in a while. Yeah, and I just again equate it to. We're like, all. I I like to personally and and also recommend to people struggle in this area just systemize it right. Like yeah. systemize your 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 recharge your your per- like for me my day is kind of broken up at least my 4am to 4pm is really broken up into three areas 4 to 8am is personal development time 8am is business development time um 1pm in the afternoon is all client development time and, and, you know that's it, so <laughs> I've yeah, systemized yeah, it so right. that I I can make sure those things are attended to. They're not ignored. Go ahead, Jude. But not
1: everybody is. It, it. Okay, so I have the luxury for everybody in here who know knows Dale, and how they, he does sound like that. But I, here's what I'll give you: we we had a meeting one time and it was like down to the T, and we changed a bunch of things. And what I didn't see from you. Which I thought was interesting, even though I thought you were gonna be very systematic and very like we need to keep to this, is that you were flowing, right? Like there yeah. could be changes there, you knew we were gonna have overages, right? And it was it was going to be like that. And I think that's important, right? I don't it, wanna I don't want you it, to come it, across and sound like to
0: everybody. No, yeah. yeah, it's it's harmony, right? Like yeah, I absolutely. have a structure I agree. Yep. and it's my and I, and better yet, another <clears throat> 80% great of work. the time you, it, you there has to be intention, right? right? Like people yeah. show up and just wild ass guests their day right? What's, right what do you got going on today i don't know all right <laughs> like just the inefficiency of that are you going to get through the day heck yeah man you're going to get through it we're going to be as effective as possible sure. and as impactful as possible no you have to approach everything with intention in my opinion and i have my i have a structure not, not everything system. i i want to i want to take the thinking out of it the stuff i want attended to i don't want to have to think Of when I'm like, because when we have to stop and think and plan all the time, that's really high demand on us. It takes time. But if it's planned out, mapped out, like my favorite part about any project, I'll say, or initiative is executing. So I want to get that hard work, like the game plan, the vision, the milestones. I want to get all that done up front. So we just execute. So what if you you don't make it? What if I don't make what?
1: What if if you don't make your plan?
0: What if I don't? I mean, what's the big deal? I'm asking you. Yeah, I mean if it's, my it's, guess is once in a while you don't make it. <laughs> if it's if something happens, something happens. But I also, you know, bake in buffer time throughout my day, sure. you know, that, yeah. that I can that I can yeah. ebb and flow as needed, all yes. that stuff. And again, am I saying I'm I'm better or that's the best way or, or oh, no. people have to do that? No, I'm saying I have a system, sure. you know, that I can adjust. You got to have system.
1: Yeah. And I think that like if you haven't read it for all of our viewers, The Checklist Manifesto is a great book that will tell you that, you know, it proves to you uh, that the more difficult technical, whatever you want to call it, your days are and what you do, the more you need checklists to be able to do stuff. Right, because it's, it just, it, you can't, capacity wise, you just, it, you can't keep all that knowledge in, in your head. And two, it just organizes it all and just simplifies it. Right, I do it every day on my whiteboards and keep it there and I try to make my stuff every week. But you know what, this kind of leads into the other one, which was,
0: you know, know never gets... man
1: Yoda says about try, right? That's right, that's right. <laughs> Uh, never get so busy making a living that you forget to make a life. I think this is also the, look, you're not always going to make something and it's not always, and you may push things back. I think this is a very, this is interesting to me because we were, I was talking to, uh, Jordan who we had on before. And, um, she was, she was talking to me about, uh, a person that she knew that, you know, they were younger and didn't know. Jordan's exact words were, "She didn't know how good she had it." And I, we, we discussed it, and we, we basically said, "You know, when you're young, you don't, you know, you could get worked to death, and you don't, you, you think that's part of the process, right? And you think that that's part of it." And and I believe there's a lot of stuff that you and I talked about leaders to that if I was talking to a young leader, it would be very different than if I was talking to an older leader right of, of a like let's say and i'm just going to pick an arbitrary number this is not let's say 40 and up and 40 and below and that's not really where it is but let's just you're you're at a different point in your life about a lot of things and maybe you've reset maybe you've had to go back but there's a different perspective you have at those things and this isn't better worse and this isn't told you so been there done that this is none of this this is just you know you w- you can't, it's it's really tough for, for a younger person to understand. I said, she, she won't know that until later on, that's how good she had it because she, that's, it's not good for her because they need that whole, right, that, that what the grind, right, the grind is real that, that does a lot of things for you. It hones you as a person, it, it, right, whether good or bad experiences that you have, you know, that leads to another one that you said, which we can get to but it was it it's just it's a different part of you that living is working when you're young and you don't get to the point where you want to separate it or you need to separate it until later because it's all right it's all jumbled there when you're young and you're like you know what it's all together it's okay and even if you have checklists and everything else it's still right you take a doctor right and you talk to them about like their residencies and they're like, it's chaotic. I'm up till three in the morning and I get called like at five and then I'm up again for rounds. And it's just like, but, but bodies can handle that, right? Like their, their youth can handle that type of stuff where you and I are like, hold on, I need to get this all, you know, I need to get it all separated and I could look at it and go, okay, now I get to choose. And then that leads to look, some things, and I'm sure you do this. You know what? I wanted to get tattooed to this week, but I, sorry. My, my son's blah, blah, blah came up and it's more important because I want to go to that because I'm never going to get that back. This next thing I can do next week. And, and I think that's important. There's prioritization, right? And this whole, yeah, and that, your whole state is that. Prioritization.
0: Yeah. And because, Absolutely. you know, I work with clients and in, in, I love when this comes up, the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk about this lesson, which is that I got to I got to work late. I got to work Saturday. I got it. You're like, time out for a minute. What would happen if you didn't, what would happen if you didn't work late today? Well, I'd have to come in tomorrow morning and and do it. Great. Anyone's going (laughs) to die if that happens? Well, no. And and that's where business owners especially feel obligated that because there is work to be done, they should be working. But it comes right back to proper prioritization. Just because there's work, that means there's work to be prioritized. It doesn't need to be a 24-7 operation necessarily. Um, If you feel the need to be a 24-7 operation or you're operating 24-7, that might be a a symptom of the need to delegate, this need to work on your systems, right? Like maybe it is just chaos. And the reason it takes 12 hours a day to get stuff done is because it's just not organized. There's no structure. There's no policies. There's no no guidelines. Uh, Yeah, there's no process. Um, Or it may be, you know, that... It's time to add some bodies, or or you know, delegate more, or whatever. Look at look at various capacities within team. Um, so,
1: I know you want to get to delegate. I know that's one of your questions for me. But
0: yeah, uh, no, we can roll with these because two, I think we've hit on what I wanted to go there. Two things that stick
1: out in my mind when it comes to what you just mentioned is two lessons I learned. Uh, the first time you get leadership, really in the Navy is probably when you make E4, which is a third class petty officer, it's probably would be a corporal for you guys, I think. And uh, I learned a lesson there. And then I learned another one um, when I went to Command Master Chief School. Uh, and and there, they couldn't have been further apart from my careers. One was at the tail end and one was at the very beginning. And I remember walking in and, and one of the petty officers said during our leadership piece, he, I think it was a she actually, she said, um, look, you're somebody's, and we're again, the organization is enormous, right? You're talking about what 320, 420,000 people in this organization. But think about this too for yourself. Someone's sick or someone's whatever, it, the, the show will go on, right? Like, just because you're not here, it's okay. Like and and they were talking about it for our people. Like, let your person go home and and work. You know, it's not worth it. We were talking about being sick and just letting someone go home and making that decision instinctively. Like, they're sick. Let them go home. The, the machine's gonna still work. Which just yeah. to your point, it's gonna be there. That's fine, right? And when someone else is gonna pick up that slack, which is fine because it's gonna happen to you at some point, and and you'll you'll pick up for somebody else. Goes back to our culture talk. The one I the one I learned as as a CMC was and we. You know, you get to school and you're all like, yeah, I'm CMC school, right? I'm ready. Like, yeah, I'm going to be the best, right? Just, you don't know shit, by the way, about it, really. But you just know my one for today. Tony Adams, he was the head CMC at the at the schoolhouse. First thing he says to us, gruff guy, right? Just but, but once you, gruff interior, you would never walk up to him. You've always felt, you could just look at him, he was super intimidating. He said, how many of you believe that you have to be the first car in the parking lot in the morning and the last one to leave this way when the sailors get there they see that you're there then and then when they leave they see that you're still there how many people believe that and of course we're all like that's what we need to do yeah that's us right yeah we want to and he was like you're all wrong and we were all like oh that that backfired and he was like listen to me he's like you're going to need days off because over the weekend, you dealt with so much stuff that no one else did that you need to cut your grass. And he put it that simple. And he's like, so you're going to tell them, you're going to call the skipper and say, skipper, I ain't coming in today. Uh, you know, I had a long weekend with the crew. I'm coming, you know, staying at home, cutting my grass. Cause I need that time off. And he said, and his other part was, is how many people want to be, because remember, it's an up and out organization, right? Up or out organization. He said, and how many people want to be you if they see you working from that time to that time. Like, that's not going to make them want to move up, not just to your position, but in any position, because they knew that that was going to happen. And that was really, imp- that was like the first five minutes of class. And we were all like, oh, because we all thought we were going to learn, like, tell us how to write evaluations, tell us how to, you know, conduct. And it was the whole class was not about that. It was about, you know, making sure, be prepared for you. Like, you are going to change. when When Katie went, my wife, they were like, listen, your husband's going to be pulled in a thousand different directions when there's time off. You all need to have, or or, sp- or wife, because there was, or spouse, I should say, because everybody was there. They were like, this is a completely different scenario than a nine to five job. Like leadership is not the nine to five clock in, clock out type of a thing. It's about being there and open and you're going to need to take that. And that goes to what you said. Don't forget about making a life. You're going to realize there's more important things. And I think when you." even when you would, I know you probably felt this too. Even when you first had kids, you're kind of like, okay, I still got to work. So this is still important. And you missed a lot of stuff, right? I know I did. We had to do deployment, which is totally different, but you get it. And I am like, but now it's very important for me. Like if I ever did an interview, you ask me, what's the most important thing to me now? It's like, it's my family and, and the balance that I have or the harmony that I, that I have with, with what I'm yep. doing. Not, not about, you know, and I, I, I I'm never going to care. as. And think about this too, right? Nobody's going to, when you had Corsica, nobody's going to care about Corsica more than you period. It doesn't matter who they are. It's yours. You've owned it. You've built it. Nobody's going to care more than you. We all get it, but <laughs> you have other things that you need to do. And I think that that speaks to, to both and, of and those. I think stuff that's, that you
0: know, about. for you business owners out there, you know, this is called setting through the goal, right? You may have a goal of the business that we're going to make X amount of dollars and whatever, but setting through that goal is the why. Like you're going to acquire that, that, that revenue or whatever. So that what, like, what does that mean? It goes to this like little, you've probably seen this online, you know, it's, it's, it's this like little, uh, parable about like this, business guys on vacation on a tropical island. He comes across a guy that fishes and he brought the fish in and the fish that are delicious. And the business guy talks to him and goes, man, you, know, you could really build a great business out of this and we could scale it. And and the guy was like, well, if we do that, he's like, you could buy another boat. And he's like, well, if you do that, what does that mean? He's like, well, you sell, you you produce twice the fish and whatever. And he said, well, if we do that, then what? He's like, well, then we go to the other island and we get another fleet. And now you've got all these fish coming in and over 20 years, you'll be doing doing this that other and he's like well why would i do that And he's like because then you can just move to a tropical island and fish all day and the, the, the moral of the story was right. the dude already had that right you know and, yeah. and and this business person was talking about how he could grow this business so that he could live on a tropical island and all he would have to do is fish all day yeah that was exactly the guy he was talking to perfect um so that's it man i think like business owners kind of get this uh this
1: when I had mm-hmm. James Tyler, when I had James Tyler on uh, as a guest, he he said something that was super impactful to me, and it, it's it's that without telling the great story, and it was some businesses just keep and because of we're America, everything's bigger, badder, better, and we have to get to whatever. We see Bezos and we see Musk, and we see, look, you make a good business, and you guys are making, and everybody's profitable, and it's good. There there is reason to stay to stay where we're at you could grow as a company and get all the things for your people at a certain size that you don't have to be huge that's not like like it's okay to be that because you you talk about people like behemoths like you know and like oh we need to what there's reason I get it there's reason find your niche find your niche keep your niche and just stay at your niche you're good to go at that point James was really focused on that I think this is that's the moral of that fish story was, look, I got what I want, you know, and, and and I, it's it's funny. You brought it up in the beginning where people come out of colleges or maybe you talked about before and they're like, well, where's my $80,000 job that's supposed to be that I get weekends and I could telework the work and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, hold on. Like,
0: yeah, you're, you're, it, yeah, <laughs> it like, kind of applies there too. Right. So that what, like, where does right. that's the basis of what goal on the other side of that? Yeah, I really. My opinion, they don't maybe really know. Sometimes, right? They just have this.
1: They don't. Yeah, (laughs) there's a grind. I mean, there's 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 a grind where now. Listen, over the years, it's been, oh, this is the initiation to get in, and it's been, it's been, we've come a little ways from that, where it's not so uh, symbolic that somebody has to be crapped on just to be part of something anymore, right? Like we can. There's ways to. To, to go around it, but the grind. There's a reason why you get the grind, right? And there's a way to grind now. That's not that that gets the same result and gets people. One of the big things that we had in in when we did our 45 day leadership, it was time management. Like you just don't time management and prioritization are two of the biggest things that we learn as chief petty officers about what to do and how to how to like just during those 45 days, you'll get meaningless tasks that are there just for you to go, that's not worth doing. I need to figure out what's more important to me. And we, my, my friend and I learned it on day one when they gave us a task that wasn't going to be done for another six months, seven months. And we were like, we got we got this all in day one. And they we stayed up all night trying to do it. And they were like, you guys are idiots. Why would you do that? It was like, Learn that lesson day one, right? And someone's like, Give, send me some stuff out in San Diego. And I was like, uh, go F yourself. I'm not, I'm, what, sure, I, I, I'll lose that one and I'm fine with that, right? So, but I think that's important, right? If we, if you teach prioritization, and, and by the way, small business owners, teach that for your, the only way you can do that is by giving perspective, transparent perspective of what you go through and what's important to you and boiling that down for your for your employees, right? If you think about it, like you have, they have to have that, or you need someone regardless to be able to translate what's important on upside isn't right. And, and the down, right? So what, whatever that is, I CMC's command master chief, I play actually play that role now in my business where I understand what's happening on ops. I understand what's happening. And, and then I also understand what my CEO is going through and what he needs. And, and there's a translation right? Because I think you wanted to bring this up. People tend to get timid about being able to bring their problems to, to things, right? You don't want to bring your problems or bring what you have to something. And I think that's, that's you should be able to have an open environment to bring a problem. I always tell you, if you're going to bring a problem as, as an employee, if you're going to bring something up to someone, bring a solution, right? So bring what you've thought about how the fix is. Don't just bring problems to people, bring them both. I think if you do that, it's a it, it, it doesn't you your fear goes away right as a manager or as a higher level person if i get both i'm i know that you're not just coming at me with with issues that right i want you to be able to try to fix them and have looked into them yourself like i think that's the doer mentality you know of looking and then maybe maybe you can't fix them maybe you need things to happen but i think that's important
0: and i feel that sometimes um misprioritizing issues in a way when people just kind of throw an issue on a leader's plate without any kind of remedy or suggestion, or, Hey, I, I noticed this was an issue and here's some ideas I thought about it. Um, I would say that, that, that when those instances happen, you know, as a leader, they annoyed me because I've got a plate of issues to us resolve already. Um, and I would want to see some initiative taken that if you're going to dump an issue on my plate, dump it with a, Hey, and help me out. Right. Like help me help you. Right. Like, you know, don't just give me something else to solve for. If you've got ideas, Hey, dump the issue and dump your ideas at the same time. Cause I might be able to give you like, yep, I I co-sign that, go do it. Right. Like, but if you're just dumping it on your leader's plate for them to figure out, you know, figure it out for me type of stuff. And it, it just, to me as a leader, it was a frustrating when folks would do that. Right. They're just, I, I, you know, like I said, I got to Pile of issues to solve for already. And here you come just dropping one and walking away, right? It's like some just dumping yeah, and, the trash and, in traffic. And if they don't know us. that
1: though, right? This goes back to what you talked about and what, what you asked me about in the very beginning, yeah. which was hey, what do you do about a person that's having an issue and how do you fix it, right? Well, if you haven't built that culture where they feel like, because you're right, some people are just like, that's not my problem. That's your problem yeah. to fix. It's whatever. Which which is totally true. But what you just said, they don't know about any of your other issues and sure. they don't necessarily care about the other issues that you're facing. That's your job to deal with. Not theirs. So right? I say this all the time. Understand that on a base level, you hope that people have sympathy for everybody else, whatever that is up the chain. But the truth is they don't have to that. You don't hire them to worry about you and what you're dealing with. That's not why yeah. you hired right true what you hope though is that if you set the expectation in the beginning i think this boils this down to me when you make a hire you have a chance and an opportunity at that point in time to really set the bar as to what things are and how you want them to work and if you tell them look if you got an issue no problems i'm here to help how can i help you that should be something as a leader we say all the time how do i help you do your job better and get the job done right that's Wouldn't I I take away roadblocks for people, right? But if you also caveat that with come with me with a little bit of like, even if you Google it, if it's not in your swim lane, give me a little bit about it. What it'll do is two things. One, it'll know I know that you care about the problem as a leader. Two, it helps me a little bit go, okay, I know that they've looked at this, maybe not officially, because I still have to do my full thing. But There's a little bit there that I know of and you can help me get a little bit from it. And two, you may be, three, you may be giving me a perspective that I don't have. And we talked about that before you may have given me a perspective of the problem that I don't even see. So your solution may be something I would never think about because I'm not in your shoes. I think that just is, it's transparent. It's, it's just, it opens everything up It builds that trust, loyalty and respect between people. So I always, I've always looked, just, just come with the solution. And, and look, you may not have it. You may not have the, you may not have the capacity. I say this all the time too. Right. So you may only have a six shooter, your mag may only be, you may not have 15 in the mag. Right. But the next person up does, they've got some more bullets. They can shoot from it, you know, to try to get something to happen. So, you know, just, Hey, that happens. It's okay. It's not a problem. Right. I mean, that's what that's what you're there to do. Is you're there to help and remove roadblocks. So yeah, good conversation. Yeah, yeah good one. You got another one, or are we go? you no, good go pick.
0: On, go pick on my posts a little bit more. Oh, that's me. not true. That's not true.
1: I knew there were going to be good conversations, and I won't. I won't hit on the other ones, but I think we've hit on all yours, right? Uh, yeah. We'll hit on another quote. I, I mean, you want to do um, one more? Sure. I'll give you a good one. Wrong people will always teach you the right lessons. I don't think that's true at all.
0: Don't think so. No, I don't. Why not?
1: I used to believe what they're showing you is how you don't want to be, right? It's I know I don't lesson. want to be. No, I don't think that's a lesson at all. I don't, I don't think that's think so. A, no, I don't. Oh, man, it I don't because it focuses on the negative of the lesson, right? And you want to focus on positive lessons, right? In my in my view, right? This is just a, not a again. Positive I'm, lesson? I'm playing with word. I'm playing with words here, right? Yeah. But yeah, it's a man. It's not a positive but, lesson for you. It's a. Ne- it's it. No. I get turned off very much by, like, okay, I'll give you this. Uh, politics who who display. Politicians. Politicians who display. Yeah. Sorry, I said politics. Politicians who display uh, unleadership things when they do stuff that's very unleader-like is not a lesson for me. I get very turned off by it, and you will lose me very simple. I don't learn I don't learn not to do that because of because they did it that's
0: not what i learned you you may already know that right like you already know that's not the right thing so it's to me i would challenge you to say you're not learning anything because you already knew that lesson but it's affirming the lesson that you already knew
1: Mm, but that's not teaching me the right lesson then
0: i know but if you saw some, but if you didn't already know it and you saw someone go do it whatever this bad thing would be. How would you,
1: but how would you know then if it's right or wrong? How, what do you mean? Well, if you the saw, some, if you didn't know the lesson and you yep. watched something do something, how would you know whether it was right or wrong? The results. It's very, results can be very, <laughs> results can be very different.
0: Correct. But they are, if you, if you watch the, the results, bad of the results leader, like a bad leader will produce a certain set of results. No, that bad.
1: Okay, so take it for, okay,
0: let's do this. And compartmentalize let's, that, right? A bad leader could great, make great financial results. He could make a terrible culture. He how, could, many, how many
1: times did you see a leader at work? Let's not take politicians, take that out of the equation.
0: Because they're not leaders. They're...
1: I, know, I understand. Well, there's just way too many. I don't. There's not even worth doing. Take someone who's at work, who's a bad leader, but they're getting amazing results. And that happens all the time. Right, because they're focused on the business, they're not focused on the people, and you're seeing them make a lot of money, and you're seeing them get uh, promoted, and all you think to yourself is, "Dude, dude, look at that guy, look at that girl. They're they're assholes, but they're they're getting results. That is a very skewed thing." in in a young
0: person or a young leader's mind so well let's not compartmentalize like when i use the term again i'm a holistic thinker results to me is not just it's it's multiple things right sure the fact that everyone around that person thinks they're an asshole is a result (laughs) of the things they're doing right? right because that's their team right Team is very important. And team doesn't mean the people working under you. It means the circle around you. It means the people above you, right? Up, up, down, and out, like you, you taught me. Um, yep. So if the things you're doing are detriment to your team, that's a result. You might be getting promoted, but if you're chopping the legs out from everyone around you to get there, like that's gonna come, right? That that that's gonna you you could be watching that going, oh. Well, I'm not helping that guy because all he cares about himself and a promotion and and whatever, and but that's a result, right? That's that's why everything you do matters and and why that harmony is important because like you do need to think about more than just whatever's at the tip of your nose, right? Like in, in the actions that you're taking and in the tactics that you're using. Um, so to me, like result isn't just what's on the scoreboard you know um and you see that in sports right you see a a team won the game but the dude you know acted like a complete idiot or or you know it just was really turn you off or whatever or a captain could ruin a leadership position or trust capital they might have won the game and he might have pitched a hell of a game or hit a hell of a game or whatever but he might have lost some trust capital for certain things you understand what i'm saying so result when i say when i to clarify the the point when i say you observe the results i'm talking about everything man like not just you know but your perspective
1: isn't everything sometimes when it's on i'll give you a great example of it right so uh when i got to japan we had a leader that was old school like real old school and would do anything for his shop including beat him down right like that's just the way that they work beat him down and Right, And they'll, they'll give, get back up if they're tough enough in what they're doing, right? Uh, this person got went around the system of promotion and literally got me promoted because he had access to our skipper and told him, hey, it'd be a great idea if we did a spot promotion early before you leave because skippers can use their power. Back then, they could use their power to spot promote people. We were on sea duty at the
0: time. What's this? Junior and, enlisted, like they guess. Yeah, I was a junior enlisted?
1: enlisted. I was an E5 at the time, and so this E8 was flew with the skipper because he was a crewman, and he got a he got a sailor of the year or sailor junior sailor of the year, whatever they did a spot promotion before our, before our commanding officer left. I got promoted. Cool, great. Later on, I told that story to another senior person, and he's like, "Look at it now that you see the other side of it." was it right that you got promoted and i was like well i was working hard and he was like yeah but he went around the system to get you promoted and didn't think about the rest of the squadron at all when he did it and knew at that point you were right and so which is interesting because i was super i was caught i was caught in the whole like this dude promoted me like i owe him a lot For that, like, but later realizing it was like, but the entire system was being manipulated, and I benefited from it. So what I realized was I was like, man, this dude really didn't do a good thing in in a thing. Granted, I benefited from it, and and I was I was on my way to that anyways. But you you
0: didn't think it was the right thing to do in hindsight.
1: I learned that the process that's supposed to be in place was was bent because he had done what he had done. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying I didn't, but I learned from myself to say, look, because here's, here's a really hard thing. What we used to have to do, and this was tough, is we used to have to go into these boards, right? Like, so you've been up, I'm sure you've been up for Marine of the Year, whatever, Marine of the Quarter, or whatever they have. You go into those boards and you fight for your person. But what I learned later was, is that, if you if you know someone else is better in a different place, you need to stop your fighting, right? Yeah, like, sure. Yeah, yeah. Right. You need to be That's able integrity, to integrity, right? That's yeah, absolutely. I mean. This wasn't that, but it was a lesson I was learning from. He ended up being what I thought was the right person. I was like, man, hold on. That was the wrong thing to do. And I learned it wasn't. And then everything else fell into place. Right. I was older and I was like, oh my God, look at all the extra stuff that he had that wasn't that way. Of course. Now, was he trying to do everything he could for his sailors? Absolutely. Right good, bad and others. So it was the wrong person learning something. And and, and I'm kind of proving your point with this. And I knew it was, but at the same time, right. It's, it's, if you don't know the lesson, I didn't know that lesson until a lot later on and then learned it because up until that point, I was like, I was really conflicted. Like, that's not the, that, of course it was the right thing to do. He went to bat for his team because we always tell people that, right? Go to bat for your team. Go to bat for your team. Go to bat for your team. Do anything for your team. But sometimes you got to like, dude, it's not the right thing to to make someone to do, to go to bat for your team when they're, they
0: don't deserve to get to bat. Well, I was gonna bat say, do you, you, like, you rewrite that thought or have another angle at that. So you go to, you always go to bat for the right thing. Yeah. I think it's lessons, right? Like we,
1: we, we talk about lessons and, and, and wrong people. I, you know, I, again, I just look at, I, we were playing, I was playing semantics with your quotes. So it's not, I, I totally understood whatever it was, but it was just one of those pieces that I was like, you just don't understand when you're, when you're not in that position until you get to that position. And I've learned this over and over again. You just didn't learn. I had a really bad leader who would, Write to his mom and send him his evaluations when he's forty. And I was like, he was never married. He was just, and he was, but he was lonely. Like he was really lonely in leadership. He he couldn't handle the loneliness part of the leadership of being the only person. And he was trying to get us. We were the closest rank that we were with him. And he was trying, but he was he he wasn't leading. He was trying to be a friend, right? And I look back at it now, and he was one of the biggest influences. Me saying, "I will never be like that guy." And now I look back on it, and I I did this. I even told Jimmy Haley he was he was my guest one time too. And I look back on the things, the decisions they were making, and I was like, "That's not the right thing to do." And then I got into their shoes, and I was like, "Okay, I understand why they acted the way that they were." And it wasn't necessarily a wrong person. It was it was worrying about it was it was about a lesson that they were. That, that i could now look at and how they handled it versus being a person that was wrong right i mean we know wrong is when there's wrong stuff that's very different than what we're doing so i just looked at your quote as more a lessons versus a person type of a thing because we just don't know when we're when we get put in positions you know
0: well, i think that was the post that i, I, did, I did there's some commentary and they're be just talking something. about um well no, in in that one i believe it was the one where i was talking about like i was um Delusionally trusting. I think I was talking about like there was delusional optimism, you know, uh, Mike Malatesta talks about in the, that in his book for entrepreneurs, like you're delusionally optimistic. You're not, you know, um, properly uh, analyze risks and, and you know, at possible outcomes and things like that, which is totally true. But I was talking about how in, in my immaturity uh, to a point of thinking everyone's a good person everyone's looking for the win-win everyone's a good leader everyone's you know looking out for the team um that's not true i've come across now to learn that um i have to be delusionally optimistic but not delusionally trusting that everyone is care and you said it earlier like if people not everyone cares about your or goals initiatives or whatever and some people do and some and like absolutely you know, you've heard me say internally externally i'm a believer of finding the win-win right like what do you wh- how are you trying to win what's winning look yep. like to you cool this is what it looks like to me let's find a way to win together um i love those people and i want to live there and, and and have i ever been like after my win and not thinking about other people's you know wins not necessarily going for the win lose but necessarily like just going for the win not the win-win if that makes sense yeah. but i've come across characters that are about win-lose sure. they want to win and to hell with those rounds they don't your, care. Yeah, your analogy know that you mean. used earlier the guy that just runs over everyone just to get promoted that's a win-lose character and and you know i've just come across that and and, and so now i've learned that Look, I I feel like everyone's typically pretty good at heart in heart, you know, and it's are there bad characters, you know, and and certainly there's people that make mistakes and make a habit of making mistakes and, and whatever there's, there's, there is our diversity in our humanity and values, but that, that, that all comes from how we, our impressions or whatever. But anyways, um, that whole post was about open your eyes up that there are wrong decisions and wrong people out there. And we should be learning from them because, you know, we're going to see mistakes made that we absolutely haven't made before. We don't want to make, um, you know, so, so that's what, that's what the intent was there. Um,
1: and I, again, we're, I'm just playing semantics with you over it, but it's a difference, but I'm like you, right? I I think there's goodness in everybody. I think when people apply for a job, they actually want to do that job because it, it, takes, it takes a lot of effort. At today's day, just sometimes get a job fairly or unfairly, even though it's they're they're wide open. But I think, again, I I'll go back to when we were we were on our eleven month deployment and we had the least amount of issues that I've ever seen disciplinary wise because we were going out, we were doing the mission that we were t- all taught to do, and then we were having our break of just of relaxing when we when we needed our breaks, right when we took our port calls. So, but I've also been when we were in Japan where we were doing nothing except show force where you just ended up not really doing the stuff that you want. There was no end result to what you needed to do. Right. It's, it's kind of, if you remember Jarhead, I'm sure you do with Jake Gyllenhaal. He was like, I'm supposed to do this. And he never gets a chance. And that's so frustrating. And I think Mm -hmm. that, that breeds all this other stuff to do. And I think it, it, you make wrong decisions because of it. But um, yeah, it's a good – again, um, so just for everybody who knows, I absolutely agree with mostly almost everything Dale says, and it was semantic supposed to, to for today's group. I'm supposed to. That's right.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah, no, man. It's it's, it's all – look, everything we're trying to do here is just to get people to think, you know, yeah, hear absolutely. different perspectives and get better from it. So, uh, no, I love the challenge of the thoughts and, and kind of slice them up and all that, so it's all good stuff. Yeah, good.
1: Well, good. Let's wrap this up. So, listen um, – this time for the lion's Den next week for the flip side I will be recording something um so Dale and I would have Dale and I've been doing over the past couple months has been really focusing on pain points and business owners problems that they're having with leadership with high performance, and we're really trying uh, in the very near future, actually, just the end of the summer, um, we're going to be coming out with either a revised or a brand new. You've heard of my L4 series that I'm coming out with, which is Lifetime Learning for Leaders. And um, we're really bringing that to the table in the forefront. So next week, one of the things that we plan on doing for everybody is to kind of give you access if you're a member as the memberships uh, you'll, you'll see those come out a little bit later but as you have access to those things and as you get more you're going to start to see these things called that we're calling ready sheets and i'm going to talk to you next week about my ready sheets um, I'll give you a little preview before they came out. Before they came out. Before they come out. Excuse me. At the end of the summer, really just talk about kind of five things of my ready sheets that can be a simpleness thing, and then later on, when you have the ability to go download them, when you become a member, you can download those things and kind of see them. Um, of what they are, and they're 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 a ready sheet for you, right? Call them a throw-down deck if you would. In uh, in when you're a business owner and you're trying to pitch something, they're kind of your throwdown sheets. Keep them in your pocket, keep them in your in your desk, and just and read them, right? You read them and go, yeah, I remember this. This is something that's good for me to remember. So we're gonna have those. I'm gonna have that next week. Next week we're not gonna be live. I have a trip to go to. I'm very excited for my daughter She's going to the national championships for goalkeeping down in Florida. So I will be there. So we'll not be live next week. Um, and then the following week, though, we're super excited to finally for Dale and I to have Laura, Laura Colbert, our my guest host on, or excuse me, my co-host. On the first week on the streamcast, she will be on. We're going to actually finally talk about her book, Sirens, uh, How to Pee Standing Up, and really get to talk to her uh, from an author and from her uh, experience in Iraq, which is what she had. Um, We're going to to talk to her in the last week for that. So we're super excited for all those two things for the rest of the month. Uh, And now I'll let my buddy here. You got anything you want to talk and add about?
0: That, no, we're all uh, heads down, working hard on uh, helping, you know, business owners in a lot of ways, uh, like you said, around leadership uh, performance and and the like, you know, I know that's tough. Been there, done that. And uh, so we're putting together some great resources to help you persevere and uh, reach your goals. And really, the goal should be ultimately abundance and personal freedom. You know, what, what the bottom line says is one thing, but, you know, how you feel about yourself, how your life's going, how your family feels, where they're going. All that matters. Yeah. I think we talk so
1: so much right now about, we talk so much about like, Hey, I want this good work family balance and work family harmony and all this stuff that people are asking for. And I want all that. And you know what, I think that's something you and I have taken on and said, you know what, we can, we can help people get to that. Whether, whether you're in the very beginning of that race or whether you're towards the middle or towards the end of that race. Um, I think for small, for business owners um, and, and, and actually, and for executives and people alike, we can, I, I definitely feel that uh, where we're going with this. It's, it's all applicable, really yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. It's, all, it's applicable. all for fatherhood, man, it helps me. So I use yeah. it, yeah. it in yeah. the fatherhood stuff. So, which I'm sure we'll talk about it. Well, listen, thanks everybody. Uh, Stayed on for 122. we appreciate the time. We appreciate your efforts. Thanks for the comments for today from everybody who's listening. Look forward to seeing you in two weeks live. Next week, uh, we'll have the recording for you of the stuff, but everybody else have a great week and flip out. See you guys.